This short is brought to you by Lens Protocol. I also often think about like who was the original content creator in crypto? And it was the journalists, the writers, right? The ones who would document the space and share thoughts across uh, across subreddits or whatever those forums were at the time. And if you look about if you look at the market for like writing NFTs, for example, they're not as hot as music, right? Even though I feel like I read more online than I do listen, I don't know what it would really entail for me to collect a writing NFT, let alone pay for it. I see the fun of collecting a free writing NFT to show you were there. Like like Dennis says this for me, he's like, if you didn't read something or if you didn't collect something, did you even read it? He says a variation of that. I'm paraphrasing. And it makes me think like showing your support and showing your patronage by collecting something, even if it's free, right? That's That's content worth collecting, but is it content worth paying for? So when I think about the original creator, I think about the writer. I then think about the artist. I think about all the artists that use music to sell their digital art and how that introduced music into the picture. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I also have like this internal debate of like what's what's worth kind of giving out for free and then what's worth charging for. And there's there's this big, I guess, stigma in, in NFTs around drop culture. Right. Like you have to have like this big PR moment. You have to do your threads. You have to do all this like PR marketing and prep in order to sell out like a big campaign for the most part. Right. And I'm trying to think like, is that a new form of publishing and uh, I guess uh, preparation for a different type of content? Right. Like whereas in TikTok, you just publish something and then you let the algorithms do their thing versus mm-hmm. in Web3 right now, it's very much like you hustling and being the, the your, your solopreneur, you know, trying to sell something out. Um, so yeah, I don't know. You you can see see my, you can see my thoughts are just like all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would love to see like that idea of, uh, kind of longer term growth in collecting, uh, happening as opposed to, you know, all being there at the point of the drop. And especially like, um, it depends on the kind of content itself because some content is best consumed like longer term. Like I think, uh, I remember reading a quote by Vitalik a few weeks ago. Uh, or months ago, maybe it was years ago now. Um, but it's it's a good point around specifically writing um, and um, uh, like blog posts and long form content. Often, um, if you look at the majority of content that people consume, it's like more recent. It's more like newsy. Uh, it's more about like recent activity. But if you look at the highest quality content that's the most impactful, it's often content that's you know had months or years to kind of simmer and and to get curated and to like sustain itself and things like long form books that people have written or just like articles that people keep coming back to a year or two later that are, are like the most uh, impactful. Um, and like that feels incompatible with the ways in which we're currently releasing NFTs today. Um, yeah. And so back to the, the like previous conversation we were having around like, okay, how do these models of NFTs need to evolve and change in order to facilitate the ways uh, like different kinds of content um, and to be more aligned with the ways in which like that content is actually consumed um, feels uh, like important. Uh, and, and like, you know, in the context of music NFTs, even with music, we see there's a difference between say, um, you know, pop music that charts and is popular for a few weeks um, and gets a ton of plays, but then fades away as opposed to like albums that artists spend like six months putting their time into and then releasing. And that becomes like this piece of work that embodies them for like a long term and for like the rest of their uh, discography. Um, right. And so similar, and that's something I think I've been also like a little bit torn on in the sense that like most of the content on Spinamp today is um, individual tracks and individual uh, releases that um, 
you know, maybe get the most attention only at that point mm. of release, but don't have that same kind of longer term retention that you would get from like an album on Spotify or, you know, a, a book sense. or a novel or, or an article that, you know, is on the Atlantic that people referenced 10 years ago. What's up, guys? Thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, then you are a champ and I owe you a free listener pin. Go to adamlevy.io forward slash NFT, fill in your info, and I'll distribute the NFT towards the end of the season. By collecting your pin, you prove your contribution to the season and get exclusive access to content, allow lists, and more. So be sure to collect yours. Also, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. This helps me out so much. And finally, hit me up on Twitter at LevyChain. I want to hear what you're building, the latest crowdfund you're trying to complete, or if you simply want to chat. I love talking about where crypto meets the creator economy, and it's no different if it's coming from you directly. So thanks again for your support. It means the world, and I'll see you on the next episode.